Welcome to Conversations on Life, Work, and Love, hosted by coaches Bonnie Blackstone and Ramey Gibbs. Our focus is to give voices to Gen X women and help them achieve a well-lived life. Hey, Ramey. Good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Bonnie. So I'm getting super excited. By the time our guests hear this, our audience hears this, I will actually probably be back for my trip. But we're at the two-week mark before going to Ireland. It was two weeks of yesterday. Awesome. It's, you know, as a small business owner, it's exciting, but Mm -hmm. it's also challenging because you have to plan ahead for the two weeks that you're out. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You have to make sure all the little ducks are in a row. Everybody good to go. Everybody's scheduled. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Mama leave now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just taking care of, you know, in my case, the, the pet kids. So, but that was (laughs) <laughs> a pain in the butt this time because our, our normal person that would stay over couldn't. And so I had to go in search of someone to stay with the animals and I can't leave my dogs uh, alone. One of them suffers from separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I can't leave her for a long period, but, but yes. And so on top of all of that, it's because I have a couple of other clients that I do marketing type stuff on top of doing the um, coaching which of course is where my heart lies, but mm-hmm. sometimes we got to go where the money is too, as you know. <laughs> I, <And> so, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. So I have to do all their social media and all their marketing and all their stuff before I leave. And it's, okay, I got to get all the yeah. stuff for the newsletter and their yeah. email pushes and their mm-hmm. social, all of that for, you know, yeah. two, I got to have to do four weeks worth in two weeks. So yeah, leaving your um, small business behind is like leaving um, your children. It really is. You hope that the, you know, the house doesn't burn down while you're gone. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, well, cool. I hope you can get it all lined out in the next, you know, little bit so that you can just yeah. go over there and just have a blast. Not have to worry. Yeah. yeah. So excited. Yeah. I'm excited for you. It's definitely on my um, wish list. Your so, bucket list. My yeah. bucket list. I got to get over there. I've been all sorts of other countries over in Europe, but um, Ireland. It's it's me homeland according yeah. to <laughs> mine too. So yeah, and I've been planning this thing since 2015, but stuff kept getting in the way. So finally, even though it's Such way more expensive life. than we wanted it to be, just, well, that's yeah, that's a trip to the grocery store anymore. <laughs> oh geez, right, everything. <laughs> Don't get me started. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I feel like today's topic is is um definitely your jam, Ramey. So you want to kick us off with um, kick it off? an introduction yeah. of what we're going into today? Yes. And I think it's very timely too for many reasons. So mm-hmm. what we are talking today about is living authentically. So what does that mean? So living authentically. From my perspective, and I can give you a couple other perspectives too, but to me, it's being true to yourself and all things that you do really have a good understanding of what drives you, what's important to you, um, what your belief systems are, who you are, so that you can make decisions that are yours, not someone else's, not what you perceive someone else's perspective of you is your own true self. And so the more we can live in being our true selves, 
the more fulfilled we'll feel, the happier we'll be, the less anxious we'll be. So the goal is to live an authentic life. And sometimes it's not easy. No, it's not. And um, as I was preparing for this, I was um, thinking about my weekend with Easton, who um, just, I mean, the kid had, he just turned four on April 14th. Um, You know, you guys know we record ahead of time. Anyway, so the whole month of April was his birthday. And anyway, so just um, celebrating with him and just really tuning into him and his his budding personality. And it occurred to me last night after a conversation we had how authentic he is. <laughs> Talk about yes. true to his um nature and his wants and desires. And I, I you know I know that's typical of children, but what occurred to me is that we're all we all come to this lifetime with that authenticity with that, you know, sense of who you are and what you want. And of course, it's ever changing as you grow. But at what point do we lose that? You know, because I think most of us do. And then we we have to circle back after learning the hard way, you know. Absolutely. I think what happens is we get so wrapped up in other people's expectations of us. You know, mostly our parents, especially as we get going, and then it becomes our partners and our bosses and everything else that we can really get lost behind these masks that we put on, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's kind of a way that that I really like to think about it is, you know, it's time to take off the masks. And sometimes there's a lot of them that you have to start removing because, you know, we've got the mask that we put on for our parents. Our parents want us to be, you know, these well, you know, our generation, so often it was uh, be seen, not heard, right? So you have to be this perfect image of something when the reality is you're a sailor with your curse words and maybe you smoke and maybe you listen to rock and roll music and, you know, it's all of these things um, that isn't what you think they want from you. Right. Um, So the layers just keep going on, the masks keep going on. And so I think the the trick is to, first of all, you have to recognize what's going on here, right? And so let's, I'm going to read just a couple definitions because I think it's important to really understand it. A lot of, I think it can be tricky for people mm-hmm. because we get so lost in everyone else's expectations of us, or at least our perceptions of them. And I have to say that's important to understand the difference. I think we make a lot of assumptions about what other people want from us, including ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So a couple definitions that I like and a couple books that we'll put out here too, just because we always like to have a couple books. I'm just going to throw them at the beginning and we'll make sure we put them in the show notes. But Stephen Joseph, who's a positive psychologist, actually wrote a book called Authentic. And if living authentically is important to you. It's a good read. And he gives lots of tasks for you to do as you go through it. So you'll really get a good sense of what it is and then the different things you need to do to make yourself start living and thinking more authentically. Um, But the way he talks about authenticity is that you live moment by moment, always striving to understand yourself 
your motivation, your defenses, and your conditions of worth while being aware of your responsibilities and choices. Does that make sense? It totally, totally. Okay. Um, I I like that um, he added in while being aware of your responsibilities. I mean, when we say living authentically, it doesn't mean, you know, screw everybody else. This is what I'm doing. No, <laughs> that's a narcissist. Right. Um, but it's living within some construct. But fine, if, if I'm hearing you right. Also respecting your own boundaries and values and um, yes, absolutely. Spin on things and right, right. So basically you don't want to do something that's totally against your belief system. If it's against your belief system, don't do it. You know, that this is an extreme example of this, but if we look at Hitler and the people that ended up following him, the majority of those people, I would suspect, were doing things way out of their belief system to follow him. Mm-hmm. But they did because he was the ruler, right? So that was not an authentic move on their part. Oh, absolutely. And then on the um, on a more maybe relatable spectrum, it's working in a, a corporate situation. You know, you're... Um, you have to follow the corporate standards, the um, corporate rules. Um, I know I was in a situation for several years of working in a very large corporation um, in the uh, spa industry. And um, it wasn't that anything went against my value system morally or ethically, possibly slightly ethically. Yeah. Um, But it really put me in a position of, Trying to um, you, I I wanted to quote you in in the um, blog you just um, wrote, and you said, "Stop being everything to everyone." And it felt in my position that that's what I was doing. I was trying to be yeah. one way with management. I'm one way with my massage team. I'm still trying to be my own authentic um, massage practitioner, stretched in all these directions. And and really the bottom line at the end of the day, I had to conform to the corporate rules or I'd be out of a job. (laughs) Yeah. So on the other, you know. That's the balance. Yeah. Yeah. The more relatable. um, But yeah, I mean, all through history, you you were talking about, you know, Hitler's followers. And, you know, we'll skip some of our followers here on our own state just to stay politically neutral. Right. <laughs> and, you know, people will pick a team and you're like, sure. oh, hey, okay, sure. And what right. happens when you follow that and find yourself in the middle of literally a riot or something? And yeah, you're like, this, this it, isn't feeling good. I, pull out, pull back. Not, yeah. what I'm, not what I'm trying to do. Exactly. So I wanted, uh, you know, when I first started thinking about authenticity and I was trying to think of an example, like the first time it, like smacked me in the face, you know? And I was reminded of my college days, which when we do the numbers here, you know, because we're, you know, what we are here, that's a long time ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Math is hard. Math is really hard. Anyway, um, that's a good way to look at it. Um, 
So I was reminded of this girl that was in a sorority that I was kind of, I was friendly with. I'm not going to say I was friends because once I saw the other side of her, I was very confused by how inauthentic these girls were having to live. And so her story was that, and she invited me to her sorority house where she lived and I go in and she takes me back to her room and she starts smoking. Well, in public, she's not allowed. So she tells me this. I'm like, I didn't know you smoked, right? And she says, well, I'm not allowed to smoke in public. Okay. Because that's not the image that her sorority wants her to have or oh, anyone. image. Okay. Yeah. So it was the image. And then, then we start talking about dating. Well, they can only date people from two specific fraternities. So they... You know, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. So, you know, I I was never really a joiner to begin with. But looking at that, I thought no way in hell would I ever join a sorority. So I'm really curious. I know a lot of people have and a lot of people have had good experiences with it. But that's really got to be hard to maintain an image that is not true to who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. I I didn't have a sorority experience, so yeah, it would not I be just... my thing. Um, I think for from my example of inauthentic inauthenticity, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a tongue twister. It, it is. <laughs> you know, for for many years, I prided myself on being a chameleon. I could mm-hmm. fit in with any crowd. Sure, I could talk the talk. I could walk the walk. Whether it was a highfalutin social gathering or a tailgate party or you know what I mean Mm, right um I could hold my own in any conversation in any crowd and yeah there were many times where you felt the tightness I felt the tightness in my chest like I'm not enjoying this right I would like to say something right now but I think it I don't think it would be appropriate or well received. And I remember thinking I was, I really had something going being that chameleon. Like, look at me, mm-hmm. I fit in everywhere. And now yeah. I look back, I'm like, what a bunch of crap. Right? It, yeah. That was bullshit. I should have called that guy out. I should have, should have never been at that party or in that situation. So that whatever. situation. Yeah. That's not who I am wearing those heels and nodding my head demurely. And <laughs> right. yeah. oh, you're so smart. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're right. And it's a lot of times we don't even realize that when we're in it, we may feel icky, mm-hmm. um, but we're, we're not necessarily going, okay, I'm not being true to myself. You're just kind of going with the flow until you look back and go, okay, what was I thinking? this is not, I'm not comfortable here. I don't want to be in this situation anymore. So what do we do to start trying to live more authentically? Mm. And here's, and here's another question. Yep. So another thing I'd like to read is from Brene Brown. And as you, if you've listened to us for a while, you know, both of us love Brene. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way she talks about 
authenticity, of course, involves vulnerability because that is key to her. And when you start really thinking about this, it's really true because in order to be authentic, you have to be able to be vulnerable. Mm, Yeah. Okay. And so I'm just going to use her words here for a minute, but she defines it as the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. So something I want to pull there that's important because Stephen Joseph said it in a different way, but still said it is that the daily practice, or he says moment to moment. So, you know, you've got your umbrella, but to be authentic, you have to do it moment to moment daily. It's constant and it can be changing too, because as we grow and we learn and we heal, or what becomes natural and real and true to us changes. hundred percent. Yeah. So, okay. So she continues by saying that authenticity cultivates the courage to be imperfect, to set boundaries and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. And there's the word. Mm-hmm. So there's courage to be imperfect, but we can't be, we don't have to be perfect. We're not perfect. Right. Stop trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And that was a persona I was trying to um, get away with for many years. Sure. Yeah. And instead, what happens is we fail everybody and ourselves. Exactly. Right? Mostly and yourself. Well, mostly mostly yourself. yourself. Because yeah. the majority of the people <laughs> don't care. And there's but truth to that. They're, too. they're off on, on the next thing. So, But you're left yeah. wallowing in the, what the heck was that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then boundaries. We've talked about boundaries a lot. Definitely. Being able to set strong boundaries for yourself and then vulnerability, of course. And, you know, we talk about this all the time with when being able to share your story and being okay with it is showing vulnerability. And so that's being part of sharing your story is being vulnerable. Um, and then it's also exercising the compassion that comes from knowing that we are all made of strength and struggle. So not only do you need to show compassion for yourself, you need to be able to show compassion to others. An example of this for my own life is to, and and now it's a life in review because my parents have passed, but now to be able to look back at my relationship with my parents and have compassion for their story. Right. Even though it affected me negatively, but now to be able to have compassion for where they came from and what caused them to be alcoholics in my case, you know, and and that really when you're able to do that, feel the compassion and the forgiveness, it's so freeing, I have to tell you. So if you're trying to get to that point, I encourage you to get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a, another note on Brene Brown. Um, she, I heard her on a, another podcast and she, and I've thought of this quote many times, but she said, when you've got somebody in your life that you're struggling to forgive, or you're struggling to have that compassion and empathy for, to say to yourself, she did the best she could. Yep. And whether that's BS, I mean, because most people can always do better, but for sure. you to be able to say that, it sets the tone for, that wasn't me. 
that was the best she could do in that moment. And, and in that moment, it's probably the truth. That, it probably was. Anyway, I always love that because when you're really struggling, and yep. there are a lot of people out there that don't deserve. No, they don't. But you deserve to move on yeah. to live your authentic life. Yep. Yeah. So that kind of, Ramey, when you say moment to moment, um, maybe that's part of it also in that moment. I did the best I could. Yeah. 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 To you, what's it mean to moment by moment, day to day, live authentically? How do you um, pull from that? Or what, what does that mean to you? So I think it, well, and this really comes into the work here, but so it's really understanding who you are and what you want, how you want to be thought of, I guess. So it becomes this, for me, it's kind of like a guiding light Mm -hmm. that then I can, in those moments where I have to make a decision, um, that I can go, okay, knowing myself and knowing where I want to end up, the right decision is this, you know? And so that's the moment to moment to, to always be able to draw on who you are, what's important to you and how you want to be thought of and where you're trying to go right? To make those decisions. I don't know about you, but there are times where I was like, I wish somebody would just tell me what the right thing is to do, but there's nobody to tell you that. And so that's when you have to be able to draw on these things and say, okay, this is the right decision for me, right? And then you might go, okay, so who else, if I make this decision, is it going to affect? So here we are showing compassion for others. Who else is this going to affect? If I make this decision, how will it affect my spouse? Uh, how will it f- affect my friends, perhaps? In your case, you know, you're the child that you're raising now. Uh, when you make these decisions, how does it affect those around you? And if they all play together well, then you know it's the right decision for sure. Now, if you say, okay, this is the right decision for me, but it's not the right decision for these people, then you might say, is there a compromise? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's kind of the moment to moment that you have to work with it. Okay. I ask because I'm doing the work myself right now, um, yeah. as you know, through our coaching sessions. And, um, you know, I'm I'm about to have a, a, a birthday coming up. And um, after all these years of living as a chameleon, and I like to think I'm pretty independent and um, authentic in many ways, but I have for many years allowed myself to be pulled different directions, wearing the different masks, um, allowing others to have too much influence in my decisions or just not making a decision at all. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I, I asked because I'm doing my own work and I know there must be many other women out there doing it as well. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wondered what that, what, what is that moment? And if I'm hearing you right, it's just taking a pause to ground yourself and connect the dots. Where is this going? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, whatever the decision is, sometimes it's a hard decision. Some, sometimes it's as simple as, mm, do I really want to buy this bottle of wine? Is it? Is that how I want to be? Do I want to be a person that drinks wine? You know? Yes. It's, <laughs> right. But whatever it is, you know, I'm just saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Do I want to be the person who drinks two bottles of wine? No. 
<laughs> right. So I buy one bottle instead of two yeah, or whatever exactly. it is. Or or so there's this whole alignment thing that that comes into play with this too. That um and, and wine is just a, a simple way to look at it, but say for yourself, you tell everybody you're um a wine expert, or that's what you want people the perception you think people have of you or you want them to have of you. But, you know, you sit back and you just, the only thing you drink is Riesling and you won't try reds because you tried them once and, but they're just not good. I don't like them. They're too dry and I can taste the tannins and I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. But does that make you a wine expert? If you don't try all of the things and you don't understand more about the wine and where it's made and where it's grown and you haven't gone on a lot of tastings and tried all the different things. Well, no. Right. So that's a, a a simple example of being out of alignment in that case would be you're selling yourself as something that you're not. Right. Yeah. So and so it's it's honesty as well. It's yeah. being honest with yourself and with others and, and with others and yeah. having that vulnerability and that courage to say, I don't know a damn thing about wine, but I really like this pink stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. It comes as a rosé and it comes as a white Zinfandel. And anyway. But. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're picking up what you're laying down. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, so there's more in that. But let's the, la- the last thing that Brene talks about is nurturing the connection and sense of belonging that can only happen when we believe that we are enough. Mm. You are enough. And sometimes that's hard, depending on where you're coming from. But you, if you accept that you are enough as you, it's much easier to live your life as an authentic person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what, a, what a shame that it takes many of us decades to finally get fed up with that and to start doing the work. Oh, yeah. Um, a shame and not a shame. Good grief. You know, um, whether you've got a good year left on this planet or another 25, why not start today? Do the work. Yeah. Do the work. Yeah. And you're right. You know, and honestly, it unfortunately, uh, it, a lot of times it will take something major have to happen to us for us to sit back and make a life review. And yeah. most the life our life reviews typically happen in our 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. And we start going, okay, who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? What do I want out of what's left? And that's what typically will bring you to a more authentic life when you start putting the pieces together and really understanding who you are and being able to be honest about it and start being true to yourself. Yeah, I think for me to finally stop and do this work, it came from physical as far as um, I think you're going to touch a bit on, you know, what what physically happens when you're not living authentically with anxiety and, you know, all the things. So that started the eye opener. What's going on here? I need more self-care. Well, what's self-care mean? And that went into self-love. And then um, the realization that I was 
energetically pushing away what the universe was trying to bring to me. Mm. And, and what the universe, I think, is trying to tell me is you're living out of alignment. What do you want? What are you good at? What do you have to offer? And let's just start there and stop yeah. all this chasing. Yeah. Because it was like, honestly, like a palpable electricity or something like, I can't get anything done. And, and yeah. so now that's where I'm at. I'm at this pause where I'm doing the soul searching and connecting those dot, dots, or reconnecting. It's always there. Who you are is always in your core, right? Absolutely. It's there. You mm-hmm. just have to pull it out. I mean, like you were saying when we started, which was a great introduction really, is that we're we're born vulnerable. We're born authentic. We really are. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's really coming back to, to that. Yeah. So some other things here. So we, we've talked about some of the big stuff and, and then, um, you know, we've got to embrace our uniqueness, which can be hard because most of our youth, you know, in high school, of course, we are wanting to be like everybody else because you want to <laughs> right. be popular. If you were unique, you were a weirdo or a whatever right. the words were. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think about even just as simple as the clothes you wore. Okay, so I'll, my story, of course, I had two things. One, I have a name that nobody could say because our audience probably doesn't know. It's R-E-M-I, pronounced Ramey. And so as a kid, I hated it hated it because nobody would say it right. The teachers would say it wrong. The students would make fun of it, whatever, you know, I hated it. Uh So that was hard because that made me different to start with. And then I remember in high school that, um, and I don't know, Bonnie, if you did this, but so Guess was super popular, the brand Guess. And so my body is really not built for Guess jeans, but I had to have Guess because that's what everybody wore. Right. I had to be the cool kid. So. Calvin, Calvin Klein. And none of us were built like Brooke Shields. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's just funny that when we look back at that kind of stuff that we weren't wanting to be ourselves because we were more concerned about being popular. I wanted to be Jennifer because, you know, Jennifer was the cool name of, of my day. So <laughs> Me too. I mean, I had an old lady name and and yeah, I of course, easy to spell. It's a common name, but it's not super common as a kid. Right, so, sure. so what did I do? Um, and my daughter, Amy, can tell you this. I named her Amy, A-I-M-E-E. And she would get so mad. Right. I have to spell it. Why couldn't you just spell it normally? <laughs> she loves it now, but yeah. Because well, it means friend. Yeah. Yeah. It she even that tried that. She even tried that for a while, putting the, you know, French twist on it. <laughs> right. And well, I did the same thing with mine too. Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here we are. Let's um tell us, Ramey, how do we how do we find this authenticity that we so desire? Yeah. So you know, there's there are steps and lots of work to be done. So if I run you through the steps then we'll, we can talk about a little bit and each one just a little bit. So the mm-hmm. biggest thing, and Bonnie, you're focused on this right now is the self-reflection, which mm-hmm. is going to be um, taking a look at your values and your beliefs and your priorities and really trying to get a good sense of who you are, right? right. Beneath the labels and all of that. So 
Um, we've talked about that a bit. We've talked about honesty. So again, being honest with yourself and with others about your feelings and your beliefs and what's important to you. Um, being true to yourself. We've said that too. So again, stop worrying about other people's expectations and focus in on what is important to you, not to your spouse, not to your parents, what's important to you. Embrace your uniqueness, which we were just discussing. The big thing too in our with our generation, so again, we're at that point where we're doing the self-review and trying to figure out our purpose. Um, so a big piece of this is starting to pursue your passions. And if you don't really know what they are, start trying things. That's going to be a huge thing. The more you live in your purpose, the more authentic you will be. And being open to growth, that's huge. You know, Bonnie, you and I are both in growth mode at this point. And I know mm-hmm. we want to surround ourselves with people that are in the same place as us. And I know our listeners are there and that's why you're listening. Um, so that's another thing that really keeps you going and learning and being more authentic. And then here's that vulnerability thing again. So open yourself up. And I know it can be scary. So sometimes you have to open up to your friends or to your family before you can start showing yourself to the whole world. And that's okay. But just start, you know, find a person that you feel like you can trust and start just telling your story and start really being you. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do start to open up, it may not be received very well by some people. It may not. And guess what? That's okay. That's their story. Absolutely. And and that's their, I don't know, maybe their vulnerability in you drifting away in some way. That's okay. And that, yeah, it's totally okay. And you know, that comes to the if they're not your real people, then they're not meant to be with you. You right. know, it's that the whole idea of do you have to keep toxic people in your life, even if they're family? Well, the answer is no, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Right. right? right. So if it's if it, they're not a good match, and they're not supporting this new version of you, then maybe they don't need to be yeah. in your life anymore. Same goes with old friends. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Um, So let's talk a little bit about some of the side effects of being authentic or not being authentic. So we can look at it both ways. Okay. There's been a ton of studies on what happens to you the more authentic you live. So this is the living authentically version. Tons of studies on how it reduces depression, how it improves happiness, how it aids in relieving stress, increases self-esteem, it boosts your job satisfaction. So this, we just, um, next week we'll, you will hear, well, sorry, this, we just finished um, (laughs) doing a coaching session with Becky. So that will probably be I don't know how many ahead of this one when it airs, but two um, or three, I think two or three, two or three. Okay. Uh So one of the big things that came up in her coaching session was that the job she was doing, the job itself wasn't inauthentic, but the way she was perceiving herself in the job was inauthentic. And so 
taking that as a good example of how do you make your job more authentic for you? How do you, how can you change your mindset or how can you actually change the course of the job to be more satisfying by being more authentic? And I think that was a huge aha moment for her, but it's huge. Again, the more you can make your self or your job more authentic, the better you will be. Um, more of these studies have been on reduced anxiety. Uh, it lowers the risk of social anxiety, which totally makes sense because if you're being yourself in a social situation, you're going to feel happier and calmer and you're not trying to be someone that you're not. And then, of course, it enhances all of your relationships because it makes you appear more genuine and approachable and honest. So people want to know you. Uh, So those are the reasons why it's good to be authentic. And when you're not being authentic, some things that can happen are sleep disturbances, migraines, chronic pain, gastrointestinal issues. And I know we've all experienced those from time to time. So there's a lot of science behind why being authentic is important. And it's even been proven that authentic living can lead to a more profound, longer lasting happiness. So that's kind of huge. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All good stuff. Yeah. So we had homework. Mm Mm-hmm. So part of what we wanted to do was talk to everyone about how a simple way, there's lots of things that can go into building this authentic life, which we've just discussed. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of back work to get yourself to where you are finally feeling like you really know who you are and how to face the world going forward. And so, again, it's taking off the masks and doing the work. But so a piece of doing the work and kind of a cool assignment is to write your own personal mission statement. So we all know that the companies that we've worked for all have mission statements. But have you ever written your own? All right. So the parts and pieces. So Bonnie and I did this. But just so you know what the parts and pieces are that go into it, in case you want to do it yourself, is first you um, start with yourself. And you do this by listing your skills and abilities, and then your personality traits, and then your values, dreams, and passions. And then you can take some different people in your lives, significant people in your lives, and think about what their qualities are that you admire the most, and think about what you gained from being around these people. So then you take all of those items and you write your own personal mission statement. So Bonnie, are you comfortable talking about what that experience was like for you and then sharing yours? Yeah, yeah. It's um it was interesting and it was it was um a, a bit challenging because it's often hard to think positive thoughts about yourself, especially mm-hmm. when you're beginning this work. So one thing you can do, you mentioned thinking of a few people that um, you have resonated with, that you've admired their authenticity. What is it about them? One good reason to do that is because we often, when we're attracted to another person or not attracted, we're, we're mirroring something. 
Mm -hmm. So whatever their good qualities are that you're attracted to, it's pretty likely that you have that quality too. So if you're stuck, you know, think of your friend, Susan, who's so generous and kind. Well, you know, right. you, you probably are too. Sure. Anyway, so it, it was fun. But I did it. I came up with my skills and abilities, my personality traits. And I had already been working on my values. What are they called? Values statements? Mm-hmm. My core values. And core I, values, was, yeah. I had, had also worked on my um, VIA character strengths. And let's put links to those in the show notes because it is helpful to come up with these. It's like target words. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Those helped me put together my mission statement, which I'm I'm pretty happy with. I might type this thing out and pin it somewhere so I, I can refer back to it. I actually did type mine up. So do you mind sharing yours? Sure, not at all. Okay, so this is my personal mission statement. My mission is to build safe relationship containers in which all are encouraged to grow and flourish and to create an environment in which history, story, goals, and dreams are honored and respected, knowing that home is a safe place to return at the end of the day. It is also my mission to guide, mentor, and teach courageously and authentically, to be fully present in every way, to be kind in words, thoughts, and actions, greet challenges with a sense of humor, and to love without hesitation. I love it. Thank you. Love it, love it, love it. And, and that comes from my the core values of kindness, fairness, beauty, freedom, character strengths are... Um, Fairness, leadership, humor, perspective. Yeah. So it all ties together. And how does it feel having that now? Does it feel like a like a guiding light? It it does because it takes not only my personal relationships, but my re- relationship with self um, and my yeah. professional relationships. All of these deserve this nurturing and this safe place to be and this um, kindness and humor. And that's what I mean by containers. Everyone gets a, a space, um, yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah, it, it is a guiding light. Good, good. And that's what it's supposed to to work as. Some people use the term North Star, however mm-hmm. you want to, whatever True you want to call it. Yeah. True North, yeah. But that's um, that's the idea behind this so that it becomes your your path, uh, probably a good way to say it, of being your authentic self. And it's something you can go back and reference. And it may change over time too. Things may come out that become more important to you. And that's okay. So I did mine to you. So I will read it. Um, It says, my mission is to be an honest and authentic person driven by curiosity and integrity that others will confidently turn to, to share ideas, seek guidance, and build fulfilling relationships. I will endeavor to be a warm, guiding light that brings people together in a powerful way that create growth, sorry, powerful ways that create growth and give back to the community. I will make sure to make time and save money to travel, explore history and culture, and try new foods. I will spend time in nature, to be at peace, always learning and healing. And I will be grateful for my chosen family and friends. Oh, I love and it. I Thank love you. it. 
you make me want yeah. to expand on mine and um, put my my own dreams and goals and my travel plans in there because I yeah, think that's important. It's important. Well, I think it is important. And I think travel is huge for yeah. me. So. Mine speaks more of um, what I want to give to myself and others, but you know, what is it I want for myself? What are my goals? Yeah, yeah so that needs to be part of it I too. Need to, so I need to visit mine a bit and uh, get some stuff on. Add there. a little extra. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's it. It's ever growing, ever changing. And that's it. And the more you do it, the more you focus on it, the more things you'll be like, oh, wait, this is important. This word needs to be in here because this explains me or describes me. So just like you said with yours, my keywords, honesty and curiosity are my two, two of my major core strengths um, from the VIA. So, and I know that about myself. And so I had to make sure I included that. And I, for me, it's important to have integrity, to always show up so people can count on me. That's important. Mm-hmm. And it's part of who I am. So anyway, so there's some of those keywords in there for me too. But anyway, so that is authenticity. And you've now heard kind of how to do it, why it's important, how you can start doing it in your own life. What do you think, Bonnie? Is it How should we close this out? Anything, other stories maybe we should tell or... Well, I think it's just um, take a moment to pause and really feel the sensations in your body. What is your body trying to tell you when in terms of your own personal beliefs and your own intentions and your own authenticity? Are you feeling a tightness in your chest? Are you feeling a tightness in your throat? Are there things you need to be doing or expressing? Start there. Get, you know, get honest with yourself. And where do you need freedom to be yourself? What's important to you? Go take these quick quizzes if you need some help. We can put our um, own mission statements in the show notes just so that you can kind of reference what it might look like or feel like. But I guess bottom line is there's tons of examples we could use. I've met some of the most amazing, authentic people and you just their energy radiates. So find some people like that in your life and absorb that energy and follow their example and ask them, hey, what are you doing to live so freely in your own skin? Yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid to break out of that. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. And so <laughs> it's all it's all good stuff, guys. And we hope you will take this to heart a little bit. And if you find yourself living out of alignment and inauthentically that you will do the work to start finding yourself and living your true life because it is very freeing and it really opens up a whole lot of different kind of relationships because you will be approachable and people will see you in a totally different light. Amen to that. And if you have any um, questions or would like to share your story, we're open to receiving them from you. So email us at conversations at lifeworkandlove at gmail.com. We'd also love to coach you if you'd like to come on the air and uh, get a little coaching on the matter. We'd love to do that for you. Absolutely. And also make sure to check out our own websites because we want to coach you in our personal businesses as well. Absolutely. While we're similar, we have different spins on it and happy, happy to talk to you.
All right, right. my friend and my listeners out there, until we meet again, have a fabulous, authentic day. Join us every Thursday for more conversations on life, work, and love. And when you're ready to find your own voice and your own path towards a well-lived life, we'd love to be your coaches. Reach out to us through our websites. You'll find me, Ramey, at renovatedrealities.com. And you'll find me, Bonnie, at bonnieblackstone.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to review, rate, and follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.